I FaceTime this girl and we're talking and everything. And she's wondering why I like took hours to respond to the conversation that we were having. Well, if you're going to take three or four hours and not say why you're not responding in those three or four hours, I'm going to play the same game. What is going on, guys? For those who don't know my name, my name is Scott Kiwi. Welcome to the first episode of the In the Fields podcast. I'm alongside my great friend, Rachel, and we are super excited to start bringing you weekly content about relationships, feelings, and different situations that you, the people listening, have probably gone through in your everyday lives. So I'd like to introduce Rachel. How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. So Rachel, uh, we talk a lot about Different relationship situations. Much every night. Every single night. On the FaceTime. There's just a lot of stuff that I feel like, you know, both of us go through every day. And stuff that's definitely relatable. I yeah. feel like everybody's going through this stuff. Yeah, I think like a lot of the stuff that we talk about, um, a lot of people also go through. So I agree with that. Um so yeah, we're really just gonna talk to everybody about basically what's going on. Um, during our weeks, I mean, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, we always talk about it ourselves and, um, yeah, we're pretty excited. So let's dive right into it, Rachel. How's your week going? My week is complicated as always. Let me just start and let me give you a little bit of background. Talking to this guy for a few months, just friends, but as you know, it's never just friends. Like the feelings, I feel like they're always... They're always, there's something. There's always just something, you know? It's never just, yep, we're straight friends. Like, there's got to be something that comes up. So, I think I've had it. Like, he's planning dates. Like, and they're not dates. They're just friend things. But, you know, what guy sits there and plans, like, a whole day together? And then you spend, like, spends the night, like, everything. I feel like a guy who has feelings does. So, I think... This is going to be the week, and I've been telling myself, and Scott's been telling me too. Finally just say that I like him. But we're going to see. We're going to say that you, we're just going to go, we're going to go simple. I'm going to say, you know, I like you, and then we're going to see how it plays out. Because I feel like a lot of the times, and I don't know if this is just a me thing. I don't know if everybody else feels this, but I always like to explain everything away. So I'm just going to throw the ball in their court and see what they say. Yeah, I think a lot of the time... Um you know, we never really know how to go about the conversation. And that's probably the hardest part. I mean, that's the hardest part with a lot of things. It's the hardest part when you obviously tell somebody that you like them, but also when you break things off with people and, you know, etc. But I really do think that a lot of the times we're so scared, but we owe it to ourselves to find an answer. And I think you're in the situation right now where this has been going on for a couple weeks now, months now. And it's great to find somebody that you can connect with and be their friend, but it's one thing to add physicality into the equation. That's always complicated. But stay tuned. We'll see how this goes. On to you, though. What's up with you this week? On to me. Well, I mean, this past weekend was was pretty sick, but then I ran into, I don't know, a little something. So I'm not really one to uh to i i guess like i I am sort of the one to 
do like YOLOs and stuff like that, okay? I'm gonna get into YOLOs. I'm gonna get into something pretty pretty crazy. So um I always do my these YOLOs at like these weird times and I actually stopped doing them because I was just like, well, why would I wanna do them, okay? And this is all up to date for everybody that's listening. So this is the thing that happened like this past week. So I took the time. I'm on TikTok. Um, My TikToks are doing fairly well. Um, I'm pretty interested to see kind of where it goes and what people will do, um, you know, in order to support my TikToks. I've gained a decent amount of followers in the last like three months uh, when I started kind of really getting serious about making videos. So a ton of people, they followed me and everything else. I've gotten so many dms from people which i'm also going to get into because i'm i'm very curious about this stuff but it's hard being popular (laughs) i wouldn't (laughs) say i'm popular like but i will say this i had 82 followers i believe like up until around like september september is when i really started kind of posting a lot of stuff the one that got like fifty thousand views on it and the one that kind of really popped me off was September 30th. So September 30th to now, I went from 82 followers to almost 1,400. Damn. And some people might be like, wow, that's not that much. Like, come on now. Like, it's TikTok. Like, people are, you know, they have 100,000 followers and all this other stuff. But, like, you got to start somewhere. That's my thing. You got to start somewhere because you can't just start at the top. Right. So, you know, uh, people are DMing me and everything's cool. And, um... You know, these these two girls that, like, are... I don't want to call them fans, but, like, seemed like they were kind of semi-interested. So they wanted to FaceTime. I said, sure. They're both, you know, around my age. I'm 22. They're, like, 20, 21 years old. And everything was good. We FaceTimed. Um, you know, the first night of FaceTiming, it was just, like, a realization, like, wow, like, this kid's actually cool. Like, that's what, like, was pretty much being said. So to go back on these YOLOs, I make these YOLOs and there's a lot of people, YOLOs for anybody that doesn't know, it's a thing on Snapchat where you get like anonymous messages to you. So like a lot of people were like, oh, like you're hot, like you're good looking, like I would date you, like all this stuff. And even though it's an ego booster, I didn't really do it for that purpose. I did it because I was like bored and I was, you know, I was just kind of seeing I was just kind of doing it. Like, it wasn't, like, an experiment. I wasn't trying to, like, get anybody's attention or anything. It was just something that I did. Yeah. And these same girls that I FaceTimed, one of them reached out to me and were just like, you shouldn't post all that stuff on your Snap story. Like, that gives you, like, a bad look. Like, you look like a total fuckboy. Like, all this shit. And I just was like, if you don't like the content that I'm fucking posting, then don't fucking follow me anymore. Like, unadd me on Snapchat. So that's pretty much what happened this week. And, like, I would say that, like, I wasn't, like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm totally interested in these people. But I was, like, dang, like, these people are cool. Like, you know, we should all get to know each other. But before they could even get to know me, it's, like, bro, you're a fuckboy. And then I went live on TikTok last night because you can go live once you hit 1,000 followers. Yeah. So I go live, a new, like, a decent amount of times. And I go live and they both join the live. And I saw them join Yikes. the live and I was just, like... All right, like, whatever. Do they know each other? Yeah, yeah, they're friends. They both go to the same same college. 
How'd you, how do you manage that one? So that was the tricky part is like, what do you do in that situation, right? Like I was asking myself like, wow, what if I'm like interested in one and not the other? Then the I other's going to be upset. Stuck with right. Ruining a friendship. Right. It's very tricky. Well, I didn't, th- I didn't think too hard on it because I was like, bro, like these girls, they live far away. It's COVID. Um, nothing's really going to happen. Like, I, you know, like I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. But I also knew deep down that they were kind of like fangirls. Like, I, I'm not, like, the biggest TikTok influencer right now. But, like, the popularity of, like, the content that's going on, that's just kind of what it seemed like. And I don't know how I managed it, but I did. And um, I'm not going to drop, like, where they go to school. But I'll just say this. Like, unfortunately, I don't know how I got myself into the situation. But You're good at that. Yeah, I, th- I think that it's a, it's a running cycle. Um, not with, not with two girls, like not with friends or anything, but like with people that kind of show somewhat of an interest and then they drop off, they kind of drop off after like a few things. Meanwhile, we FaceTimed a second night and the second night was nothing like the first night. It was pretty, pretty boring FaceTime. I'm, I was boring. They were boring. We were all kind of just like on TikTok and stuff. So how does this all work? Do you end up just fading away or or how does how does the the conversation just stop? Yeah, so I think that um what well what happened was is so like they both left me on red. They so, on scene, on Snapchat. They opened my snap, they didn't respond to it. And at that point I was like, I'm not gonna sit here keep and, and keep going and waste my time like trying to snap again or whatever the case was. I was actually shocked they joined my live. So they, one of them wrote in a thing on my live and everybody's like, this is actually at a point where everybody's like typing in stuff. So it was kind of cool. Yeah. And they're like typing in stuff. And, um, dude, I just didn't answer their question. I wasn't trying to be petty. I wasn't trying to start anything, but like, if you're going to leave me on open on snap and then you're going to try and talk to me in my live, I'm not answering you. That's not how that works. Right. So that's pretty much like that situation. And what do I do in that situation when they do that? I mean, I sort of answered it, but I'll kind of touch on it a little bit more. I'm not going to talk to somebody that shows interest that they don't want to talk to me, whether that's leaving me on open. It would be a different scenario if it's like, okay, like these people are busy, blah, blah, blah. This girl just got done yelling at me, not even yelling at me, but just being petty over what I'm posting on my snap story. And by the way, I deleted it all. Why I did that, I don't know. I'm, I was mad at myself for deleting it because I was like, wow, like I look like, yeah, a li- I look kind of like foolish because why should I delete something that I wanted to post? Um, but yeah, I mean, in the situation, like I'm just not going to respond. Like if they want to snap me, that's cool. But like my thing is, is I always feel like um, I use the analogy as that I'm climbing up a mountain. And, like, we'll dive more deep into this because we have a lot of good topics to talk about. And this is kind of just the beginning, the introduction. But I vision myself climbing up a mountain every time, like, I'm doing well for myself. And it just seems like every time I am actually interested in somebody or something and it doesn't work out, it could be, like, something like that. I still feel like I fall down my mountain and I got to restart reboot and then start climbing back up again i have a good analogy honestly yeah it is yeah so like that's pretty much how i f- how i feel about different 
things that kind of go hand in hand with this. Yeah. And I don't feel like I got knocked down, but I'll give you another scenario. I was talking to somebody, which you know. I do. Not going to name names, but we'll just say her name is Sarah for, okay. for, for, this, for this podcast. I like that name. <laughs> and um, look, Sarah and I kind of contacted back and forth another girl from TikTok. Okay, this girl literally said, I never do this ever. Like, I just want to, you know, like get to know you. I never like add people or make the first move. And at that point, I'm thinking to myself, okay, like I'm, I'm a little special now. Or like, at least I feel a little special. I wasn't jumping to the conclusion like, oh my gosh, this girl likes me. But I was just like, wow, like, okay, this girl's interested. I think a lot of people confuse, or at least a lot of girls that I've talked to confuse my actual feelings for like my language of I guess you I don't want to say love but like it's it's called a love language um and I feel like a lot of people misguide that I think a lot of people don't understand that and with my love language I'm more of a I'm gonna send you cute shit type of guy like that's just how I kind of words of affirmation right words of affirmation um and that's pretty much what the text messages were but we would FaceTime every night, okay? Every night I had like a whole plan. Like my my routine was to come home from work. I get home from work. I start chilling. I lay in my bed a little bit after I eat dinner. I play some COD with Mitchell. Uh, COD stands for Call of Duty. Whoever doesn't know the uh, terminology, but Call of Duty on PlayStation. And then afterwards, I would get off around 11.45. I'd brush my teeth and I'd call this girl. Or, she, or sometimes she would call me. But that's like the first red flag is that I would be the first person to call all the time. Because you had your routine. Yeah. Right. So we're in this routine and I call this girl for the first, like, you know, for a few days, I'm the one that's starting the, the, the calls. And like these conversations are getting like so deep, like deep conversations, which is something that I like to do. Especially at night. Right. That's how you get to know somebody. Am I wrong? No, you're right. Honestly, you're right. And that's how I feel about a lot of people. So we start talking. And I mean, this is like an everyday thing. We're doing this probably for like two weeks in this routine. And out of nowhere, something happens. There's a situation with this person that had nothing to do with me. And it was like a switch like turned off. And I would try and, you know talk to this person i'd text them i'd say that i was there for them whatever situation they were going through even though like we don't know each other too well but like what else can i do yeah besides kind of be there for the person so i was but i saw that no conversation was being had and i get that like sometimes you go through shit and like people get that way but i just feel like i had to be there for that person i mean we had been facetiming every night for two weeks three weeks now And it just was like at the point where I was just like, all right, like, I don't really know what to do. I'm stuck in this situation. So I called you and we talked about it as I do with a lot of my situations, if not every situation. Of course, we need that female, you know, point of view. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it just it hits you when you're in that routine and you kind of just get like blindsided. So I'm trying to like figure it out. I'm not trying to be nosy. I'm not a nosy person. Like if you're in a situation, I don't, I want you to be able to talk to me about it. I'm not going to like yeah. drag it out of you. 
So week goes by and by midweek, I'm just like, all right, you know what? Like, I just got to let this thing go. It's not coming back. It's basically, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but like, you just know when things kind of are just like, all right, like you just got to let it go at this point. Yeah. So I let it go and I FaceTime this person again uh, because I'm, I'm not going to say dumb, but because like I was curious. You're simping. I wouldn't say simping. I just was curious. Like. You get curious you after get a while. Curious. You do, especially after talking to this person for so long. Right. So I'm sitting here, and I FaceTime this girl, and we're talking and everything. And she's wondering why I, like, took hours to respond to the conversation that we were having. Well, if you're going to take three or four hours and not say why you're not responding in those three or four hours, I'm going to play the same game. From a guy's perspective, like... Usually the way that it works is you if, – if a girl that you like texts you, you don't want to text her back right away. And that's something I've wondered, okay, because a lot of times girls will sit there and they'll think and they'll be like, okay, I got to wait a certain amount of minutes or I got to wait a certain amount of hours before I respond. So I've always wondered, does the guy play the same game? The guy does play the same game. So it is intentional because I would sit there and – you know, I'd be telling my friend, like, my, my girlfriend, or, like, um, or my friend who's a girl would tell me, like, do you think the guy is playing the same game as me? And I'd always be like, oh, I don't know. But, like, hearing you say that now makes me really wonder. Yeah, I mean, I don't think all guys do this. Right. But I'll tell you that I do it, and I do it because I'm on my phone 24-7. My job allows me to be on my phone 24-7. Oh, yeah. My job is being on my phone 24-7. And I feel like it looks kind of strange if I'm sitting on my phone and I respond right away. Yeah. I'm not saying I wait, like, 10 hours. Well, you don't want to be, like, too available. Right. I, I, I'm not saying I wait, like, 10 hours. Yeah. I'm saying I wait a good 5-10 minutes before I respond back. Okay, that's reasonable. Until it gets to the point where I feel like I can respond back. And they not think it's weird. And they not, right, and they're not taking it the wrong way. So, this girl, like, got mad at me for being that way, but she wouldn't respond to me for, like, four hours. And I was like, so she snaps me after this conversation. Like, we end the FaceTime. It was kind of just weird at this point. And so I'm, like, kind of backing away because I'm reading the situation. And this girl snaps me and goes, so I just want to let you know, like, I'm not one to ghost people, but like, if you don't respond back to me, you don't have to feel obligated. And I won't be upset. And I took that Snapchat and I was like, uh, you think I'm ghosting you? Oh. Dude, oh. that's not what happened at all. What happened was, is that you decided that you didn't want to really talk to me anymore because you were dealing with something. I wanted to give you your space. Yeah. So you can't get mad at me for not talking to you, like, or responding, let's just say, like, right away. Yeah. And she got on my case about, like, the games and everything else, the games of not responding. And I'm like, but it doesn't pertain to this type of situation. No. So that's what got me really curious, which also leads us to our next topic of of ghosting, which I'm excited to talk about because... Have you ever been in a situation where you have ghosted somebody? So, like, I will say, we're talking, like, freshman year of college. We're talking, like, five years ago. I ghosted one person. But then I felt so guilty afterwards, I couldn't do it anymore. Like, 
and this is so weird because I don't know, I must have just grew like a moral compass or something that year. I ghosted this one guy and we had met on Tinder and he was really nice and, and he was, you know, talking to me and took me out on a date and then his conversations just like went downhill and he started bringing up stuff about his ex like all the time and I was just like yo you cannot be doing this so I finally just like kind of slowed down the responses till like I wasn't responding anymore but then I felt so bad after that like if a guy ever and I like I took a vow I took like a vow to myself that I would never ghost because like I felt so bad and you know it sucks because like I had, a, I had a guy ghost me recently, but, um, and it feels bad, you know? Like, have you been ghosted? Yeah, so... Well, I, yeah. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I'll, I'll get into it. So, like, I, I, I don't like ghosting people. I don't try and ghost people. That's not my Yeah, like, intention. they deserve an, an explanation. They deserve an explanation. Out. But here's one red flag that you brought up that really kind of put me on was he was talking about his ex. yeah. Not to steer away from the ghosting topic, but that is 100% of, like, something that needs to be, like, they say that in all these videos and stuff. I mean, I don't watch, like, all these videos, but, like, videos that, you know, you get in the in the rabbit hole of, like, YouTube and stuff like yeah. that. You start watching crazy shit. You get the same recommendations, and you're like, oh, this is it. Right. So, I was watching a video, and they said, like, the way that you know if somebody's not interested is if they're really constantly bringing up their ex or they're talking about their ex. And we were talking, like, I, I was talking to this guy for maybe, like, three weeks. And if you're talking to me, you're talking to anybody for three weeks and you're bringing up their ex, like, I'm sorry, you're probably not over them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very clear. Like, it's just not – it's yeah. just a flag. It's just a flag that you no, have I to agree. kind of – I agree, and honestly, that's good that you pointed that out because – I, um, I didn't pick up on it. Yeah. So for me with ghosting, uh, I have been ghosted plenty of times. So my favorite is when <laughs> this there's a girl, another girl, obviously, and uh, she DMs me and she goes, I just want to let you know, like, I think you're really cute. This is me shooting my shot. And I was like, okay, so. You're already putting in my head that you're trying to shoot your shot. Cool. I'm not going to, like, go crazy. But I was just like, oh, like, thank you. Like, that's awesome. We start getting to know each other. And the conversation just starts, like, dying down, dying down, dying down. And I'm not one to, like, kill combos. But the conversation was dying down a little bit. And this girl just stops, like, responding. It was, like, to a question. She stops responding. And that's that. Yo, that is a killer ghosting that's not even like she eased off she just wanted to kill that i mean the conversation was just asking questions i also try not to do that because that's a little boring yeah. but how how the hell are you supposed to get to know somebody without asking some well, type of thing. questions if you're putting all the work in you know you don't want to sit there and have a dead conversation because then you start feeling bad like you sit there and wonder am i the boring person exactly and like that's how I kind of felt. I was like, dude, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, yeah. am I that boring? Like, it's what's such, going on? It's such a hit to your ego when you're ghosted because you're just sitting there thinking, what's wrong with me? And then half the time, it's it's these people who either aren't ready or they just, like, shouldn't be in a relationship right now. That, and also if you know that you're not ready, 
don't DM somebody and saying that you're trying right. to shoot your shot and that you're interested because that's just putting ideas in other people's heads that, okay, like, this girl's interested, that's cool. It's such a much immature thing, and I think that's the problem with some of these people, and especially, like, the people, like, and when you're in that college stage, you're just, you're so immature, and I feel like a lot of times these people still aren't ready. Like, you're not ready. You're still trying to find yourself. Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with trying to find yourself. Just no, no at all. Don't DM people trying to say that you're trying to shoot your shot, that you're trying to get no, to know yeah. them. It's and not right to lead a person on. It's one thing if you get to know the person and then you're like, all right, like me and this person, we just don't match. We don't click. You're sending me multiple messages back, basically putting in my head that you're interested. Yeah, no, they are confused big time. And I've gotten a lot of people in recently in at least the last month that have been like, you're too real for me. This is getting too real. Too real? Too real. Like, I literally got a message that was just like, you use too many emojis. So I don't know if this is going to work because this is too real. Hold up. Hold up. If we're looking at this like a math equation, we're sitting there saying emojis and is equal to too real. Supposedly. That is the first time I've ever heard that in my life. Yeah. Too real. Everything's getting too real. All right. I'm never using emoji again because it's too real. Well, that's what I'm saying. I was like, dang, I guess I shouldn't use emojis anymore. I think emojis bring out emphasis on certain things. I think it makes the text fun. That's what I'm saying. Like, why do you think emojis were even created in the first place? I don't know. I guess for this person, it was just because they figured that things were get like, it was to be real. I mean, each their own, but... I just don't... I'll I just, never look at an emoji the same way now. Yeah, I just don't agree with, with what that person said. And so I just haven't talked to them. They'll reach out every now and again, and I'll just be like, why are you reaching out to me? You literally... Like, anything I say, basically, you're going to think is too real. So, like, why even message me? So I have a question. Yeah. You say you get all these DMs from TikTok now, but are you trying to find other sources to meet people because like i know it's covid and obviously you can't really go on dates or you can't meet people really in person are you using tinder are you using any of the dating apps right now okay so here's my thing which is the which is amazing that you're bringing this up my million dollar question is does tinder work i you already know i have strong feelings about this one so i went on a tinder date okay Probably, this is right as TikTok stuff was kind of happening. So before all the TikTok DMs and all that other stuff, okay? This girl was, like, really good looking, all right? Okay. And I was like, wow, this girl's really good looking. Like, I don't know why she's talking to me, but I came out with a fire line, I guess. And she responds, and I'm like, oh, sick. And she goes to school. That's kind of like right down the street from me. So I was like, that's kind of perfect. Yeah. I was like, that's great. No real far distance. Like this could be great. Yeah. So we end up going like on on a date and I take her mini golfing. That's cute. It it was a cute idea. Um, I have some cute ideas, but I really save them for people that like, I don't want to say like, uh, I'm interesting because I feel like if you go on a date with somebody, you're interested in them no matter what. But like this girl, I was just like trying to impress. I was trying to impress her more. So I was like, all right, like we'll go mini golfing. Went mini golfing. Everything was good. At the end, 
she could have just left. But I was like, hey, like, do you want to get lunch? I know you probably have a lot to do today, but like, do you want to go get lunch with me? She's like, yeah, I'd absolutely love that. I'm like, cool. So we go to get lunch and it had nothing to do with like everything going on right now with like COVID and stuff like that. But I was like, yeah, I had a better idea. I was like, you know what? I have a better idea than just sitting in here. Like, come with me. And I've been looking at this spot near my house for so long now. And I was like, I'm going to take like somebody that like I want to impress to this spot, picnic style type of ordeal. So we got Panera. We go to the, like to this place that was like picnic oriented because it was like open field. Yeah. And we go and eat lunch there. We're talking. Everything's fantastic. I think you can read when a date is not good. Oh, for sure. The person's making an excuse to get out of it. They're not sitting there saying like, oh, yeah, I want to go sit in the field and eat Panera with you. Right. So we do this. Everything's great. And I take her back to like her school or whatever, which was near my house. Yeah. And she gives me a hug. She's like, I can't wait to do this again. I was like, all right. Like, that's sick. Like, me too. Worst texter ever. She texted me once saying, oh, I had a really good time. Never texted me after that. Snapped a few times. Nothing crazy. I mean, very bland. And I said to myself, the date didn't go poorly. And I'm not saying this because I think that I'm the best person on the first date. I'm saying this because the reason I asked her to go get lunch is to see if she enjoyed the first part of everything. And when we went to get lunch, we were already talking. Everything was fine. There was no awkwardness to it. So... Why do you go on the date? That's the million dollar question. So are people really on Tinder to try and look for dates or are people on Tinder to pass the time and try and manipulate people's brains? So I don't know if it's so much manipulating as, okay, from a girl's perspective and from when I did Tinder and let's just like disclaimer, I haven't done Tinder for like four years. I'm not on it right now. We'll get into my opinion, but when I did it, you know, I sat there and I thought that I wanted to go on a date and like, I thought I wanted to date and I would go on the date. And then I sat there and thought, you know, it's for me, it's not the same as if I met this person like at work or in the classroom or like through some common, just some common hobby or, or, or some common trait or thing that we hold. And I feel like the connection is so much stronger when you meet them that way. But when it's Tinder, it's like, okay, that person's good looking. Or, oh, they seem funny from their bio. Or, or I, you know, their conversation's nice. But the rush for the date, you know, we had been talking for like a week and we're already going on a date. And, you know, do you really know that person that well? And that brings me to my opinion on Tinder. Like... I think it's nice. I think a lot of people recently signed up. You know, we were in quarantine. We couldn't do anything. So why not have fun? Why not sign up for Tinder and, you know, play the swiping game? I used to call it the swiping game. I, You know, there and there are people that I know who are dating. Like, I know somebody who's in a two-year relationship from Tinder. I know somebody who actually just got engaged and they met their, they met their significant other on Tinder. Like, there are success stories. But I know, like, a ton of people who they downloaded for the two weeks and then they get so sick of it. They get so sick of swiping that they're just like, oh, let me get rid of it. And I think it's it's good for 
certain people. Like, for me, I'm a little more old-fashioned. Like, I have told Scott this. Like, I am determined to meet my person in person. Like, I think that when I do end up meeting the one, it's either going to be somebody that, like, you know, that cute rom-com story of, like, you ran into them somewhere random or somebody that maybe I've worked alongside with, you know? So that's my two cents on Tinder. And I think I answered your question with, you know, why do people Tinder? I mean, I think people Tinder for all different reasons. I agree with all your reasons that you said. Yeah. And you brought up the swiping game. Everybody that I've talked to that's a girl has played that game before. And it's true because you sit there and you look at these pictures of these guys or girls and you sit there and you think like, it's almost not, it's almost like they're not real. It's like, you're so, you're so programmed to think like, okay, this, this person's attractive, swipe, swipe. It's like dehumanizing almost. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that like. With Tinder, it's just... it. There's so many matches you have to go through. So, like, people might get upset with me saying this because people that have Tinder may, might not feel this way, but there's majority of people that are on Tinder. I look at Tinder as sort of like a Nordstrom rack. <laughs> I really do think that, like, meeting somebody in person is like going into Nordstrom. It's very great. Everything's good. And I, I heard multiple people call Tinder the clearance section. Which, I'm not calling it a clearance section. People can like who they want. Like, people can go on there to find people. Yeah. And I agree with that. I I mean, like you said, you have friends who have success stories. I'm not knocking the success stories. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that I look at it more as people that are broken from other relationships that are on there just to kind of fuck around. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that either to an extent. You got to, one, be clear. Two, don't go on a date with me if you're just trying to bone me. That's like, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people aren't clear on that. The, yeah, and that's the problem. Like, I remember sitting there looking through my matches and, like, some people would straight up just ask me for nudes or straight up just say they want to hook up, which is fine. But, like, weeding through the amount of people who actually wanted to go on a date, I had, like, two people. And I matched with, like, 200 people. So, like, the two out of 200, it's super nice. And, like, I'm glad that I was able to talk to them and, like, meet them. But, you know, for the other 198, you're just sitting there thinking, like, oh, you just kind of get sick of it. Like, you get sick of hearing people just want that. But, like we've said before, there are success stories. Yeah, there are definitely success stories. I mean, I'm trying to think, like, I don't think, I don't think I've personally ever gone. Actually, that's not true. In my sophomore year in college, I met a girl on Tinder, and we had a nice thing going. Yeah. But kind of just like what I was talking about, it just wasn't really the time for me, but I still told that person and explained it. Yeah. I wouldn't say we went out on dates, but, like, we hung out and stuff like that. We hung out a few times. I went to go visit her at school. She came to visit me at school, and that's fine. I mean, I think, like, you can realize something later on, but I think that me communicating that was really important. I think a lot of people drop the ball with when it comes to communication. Yeah. And which is kind of what we've been talking about this entire time. Like, communication is so important with somebody. Oh, yeah. And you can't be afraid that you're going to hurt their feelings, that you're going to do A, B, and C, because really, 
they might think you're hurting their feelings or you might think that, but in reality, you're really just helping somebody. And something that you said that I really agree with is maybe it's not the right time now, but that helps you get to the right time. So meeting those different people, as as much as like we might say certain things about Tinder, like it is nice kind of figuring out what you want and like getting the diversity of those different people you're swiping through and talking to, like it's kind of nice for figuring out like, okay, I definitely don't want someone who like, who kind of talks like this, like talks about certain things, but then it's kind of nice the person that does talk about this stuff. It's like kind of getting the traits of what you do want with your person. So my question to you is, is it bad if somebody wants to talk to slash date multiple people? I don't think it's bad. I mean, I think people need to figure out, are you talking like every, like you're talking to like four people at once, but you're not committed to anybody. Correct. Okay. Yeah. If you're committed to somebody talking to four people, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I was getting nervous, (laughs) getting nervous there, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad for people. And I think it's nice because you get to understand what you want. For me, though, I have a hard time with that. Like, I probably, I can really only focus on one person because I start catching feels for that person. And, you know, just how my life has always worked out. Like, I get so honed in on that person that I just, I can't think about other people because I don't develop that bond. But I think for I think it's just how we are as humans, you know? Some people are more wired that they can go on multiple dates with people and really figure out, like, okay, I I like this person more. Like, I'm going to pursue this. So, but I'm more of a person who's, like, I got to focus on the one person. Which is interesting because you almost seem opposite of that. So, I met somebody that, um is kind of uh she was on a podcast that i produce that is a therapeutical podcast it talks about uh dealing with relationship different issues and stuff like that yeah. and when i talked to this person we had a long discussion about how it's okay if you are talking to five different people but doing so trying to figure out what you actually want in a person because we're so young we right now are in a generation where you always know who's with who. Mm-hmm. Everybody's business is out there. Yeah. With social media, with phones, with people talking to one another. When our parents were younger, they could have gone on five dates with five different people and nobody would have known about it. Yeah. So the point is that while I don't condone you actually dating somebody or being exclusive with somebody and then talking to four different people... But I think that talking to four or five different people when you're not committed to anybody helps you realize what you actually want to look for in a relationship with. Yeah. I, if I want to go with Zoe to the movies or I want to go with Bailey to uh, play mini golf and I want to go t- with Sarah to go watch a movie or something. Yeah. I think that I should be allowed to do all that and then determine, okay, which one of these people – do I actually want to go to the movies with, go mini golfing with, go here with? Like, I'm not saying I do it as a test or anything. Like, I don't experiment like that. Like, it's kind of coming off as, like, an experiment the more that I'm, like, kind of saying it. But I do want to figure out what I want in a manner that 
I don't want people getting pissed at me because I'm trying to figure myself out. Yeah. I think a lot of girls and even guys, guys, you can say what you want about guys. Guys talk to 50 different people. There are so many jealous dudes out there that really irritate the crap out of me. Like if you, if you're talking to a girl, okay. And you're not exclusive, then you're not exclusive. Like you can't sit here. I can't sit here and say, Oh, Rachel, like you and I are talking and like, we're not exclusive, but like we're talking or we're friends or whatever you want to call it. I can't sit here and be like, Rachel, you can't go hang out with that guy. Yeah, no, that's not how that works. That's ridiculous. First of all, I wouldn't let that happen. But second of all, I don't think, I just don't think it's right when people do that. I know people that take their girls' phones that they're like talking to slash in relationships with. Yeah, that's a big no for me. That really just irritates the crap out of me, dude. Have trust in your girlfriend. Even yeah. if she's texting guys. So many guys have problems with girls texting other guys. Well, that's my thing. Like, you can have friends of the opposite gender. Like, I don't... Like, if you're in a relationship... And that's the thing. Like, I was in a happy relationship, and I had guy friends. And, you know, you're allowed to do that. You shouldn't, like, be stuck with the same gender just because you're a significant other, you know. And, and that's something that I think is important because when you're in a long, happy relationship, you trust that person. You know that they're they're focused on you and they want to be with you so that they don't have to worry about, you know, you other people coming. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, I just think that you just have to really kind of pay attention at what you're doing and really communicate. It all comes back to communication. hundred percent comes back to communication. What was the worst date that you've ever been? Oh God. Date. Yeah. It could be off Tinder. It could be off of you just meeting somebody. It's like the worst date that you've ever been no, on. No, it was definitely Tinder. I thought I was going on a date with this guy. And so my friends... Oh, this was so bad. Okay, so my friends drove me over to the other side of campus. And they were like, we're going to drop you off just so we like know you're, you're safe. And I was a freshman and he was like a senior. And, ugh, man, I'm an idiot sometimes. So I go up and like this dude is like I guess he was expecting something else and and like I wasn't I wasn't putting out like that was not my intention at all so I thought we were going out to like dinner we weren't we were sitting in his dorm room bed watching I don't even remember the movie it was some cheesy movie. I think it was just go with it or something and this man like I I was ready for him to put his arm around me or something that none of that happened we just sat shoulder to shoulder next to each other on this bed, watching it from his laptop. And then, like, we look at each other and the movie's done. And he's like, I, I can drive you back. Or, like, do you want to hang out more? And I was like, can you j- just drop me off? Like, I, I want to go back to my dorm. The thing, you know, he was, he was nice enough to drive me back to my dorm because it was freezing. And... I never heard from him again because I didn't like I think he tried he tried to hit me up like after that and I was just like oh no we're not we're not but the shoulder to shoulder sitting on a dorm room bed that was that was the highlight of me sitting there like what is this you I mean I'm trying to think about it as you're talking to me while I'm also listening to your story but 
I don't think I've ever really been on a date where it's been like crazy to the point where somebody has been like, all right, like I got to get out of this. I've met up with people from Tinder and I've seen them and it's just like, okay, you look nothing like the picture that you put on Tinder. Actually, I'll tell you a story. So met up with this girl on Tinder. This was like first few weeks of my junior year of college. Yeah. And this girl's like, yo, like, want to meet up? And she went to the same school as I did. So I was like, okay. Like, this is pretty simple, pretty easy. And we meet up. And I, the second I get there, I'm like, yo, this girl looks nothing like her pictures on Tinder. Nothing like it. Was she nice at least? I don't know if she I would go as far there? as... I don't know if I would go as far as nice because she literally looks at me and goes, so, like, we're about to, like, go somewhere real quick. You can come with us. But, like, can we roll a blunt in your car? Whoa, that's a no-go, no-go. Wait a minute, she had people with her? Yes, which also, that's terrible. Um, that's so awkward. Right. So like, I'm what do like, you say? Like, right. no, don't put your friends in the car? Right. So I'm like, um, that's not happening in my car. I'm not against anybody doing whatever they want. I'm against people doing things in my car that I don't want anybody And at doing. the time, that was definitely illegal. Yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely not happening in your car. No. So, <laughs> I just, I literally, like, made up some story and, like, I got out of the situation. Thank God. But, I mean, dude, that was probably my worst experience. I think everything else has been a pretty good experience, at least on the date. Mm-hmm. So, like, this girl, like, didn't hit me up after the nice date that we went on. Okay. Um, this other girl, whew, another Tinder story for you. We love Tinder stories. Sophomore year. I met this girl on Tinder. Like, we swiped. And as soon as I said, like, oh, we should hang out, she was like, I, I can come now. And she went to school 25 minutes from me. So I was like, okay, that's fair. I'm not going to lie. I'm drunk as fuck right now. Oh, God. Okay? I'm drunk as shit. That's, like, Fred, that's problem number one. So we, I had my boy. My boy, Robbie G. I'll shout him out. He was there with me. We love Robbie G. And G. yeah, so Robbie G's there with me and she's like, oh, I have a friend. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, bring her. That's perfect. And she brings this girl and me and Robbie G, we're chilling. Okay. This girl ends up like coming over. Everything's chill. She ends up leaving. Yeah. For like two weeks later, we were in contact. I didn't know where my hat went. I had a hat that I wore, Vineyard Vines hat, put it on the... Um, on the end of the bed, I was like, this girl definitely stole my hat. This girl stole it. No doubt about it. She stole my hat. Yeah. So a few weeks goes by, like I said, like two weeks later, she goes, I just have to tell you something. My friend stole your hat. Oh, I was so, God, did you get it back? Yeah. I, Rob and I drove to the school to pick it up by ourselves. Cause I was like, this is whack. And I was like, never again. So, Robbie G, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if it's my luck with Tinder or if it's just that Tinder girls fucking suck and that's just kind of how it is. Eh, not all of them. I don't, I wouldn't say like people like me on Tinder don't suck. Yeah, but they how do good I, intentions. how do I know though? I talked to this girl for a decent well, amount yeah, of time. She know, seemed like, like she had good intentions too. You need too. just a disclaimer, honestly, for yeah. pro- Tinder profiles for no one. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with the future. Right now, I do not have the app currently because I don't want it. I, I I'm yeah. a, I'm a hundred percent with you. I'm like I really really don't want 
I want to meet somebody in person. I don't want to have to feel like I'm meeting somebody through a screen now. Granted, we're, we're in COVID time right now. I know. We're not meeting anybody. The odds of us meeting somebody in person right now are slim to none. They're shutting down the bars. I mean, yeah. My thing is, is I, I'm lucky enough that I at least get to go into work. So I get to see some people. That social interaction's nice. And like, I don't know. Not looking, but if it happens, it happens. Yeah. I mean, 100%. But, yeah, I mean... I think we, we sort of answered the question of does Tinder work? Yeah. Um, I definitely want to thank everybody for listening to our first episode of the In the Feels podcast. There's so many more to come. There's so many more stories to talk about. Rachel and I will love to give you everything about our weeks. Uh, we did, you know, a nice synopsis of, of the week this past week. Stay tuned for uh, whoever Scott's talking to next week. And God knows what's going to happen with me. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, everybody needs to stay tuned because I'm trying to figure out what's going on with this guy. <laughs> Once you tell him that you like him. Oh, man, it's about to be like a Hallmark movie. It definitely is. But once again, thank you, everybody. Take it easy.